This is a Panay podcast. Magically disappoint your parents. Hey, we're back. That wasn't as beautiful as I wanted it to be. You're always beautiful in every facet of your life. (laughs) No, no. I need to be like Mozart level or like, you know, Kendrick Lamar. Like We'll have a keyboard in here and can go at it like the keyboard cat. Maybe I should get a keyboard. That'd Um, be badass. (laughs) By the way, we are recording in my classroom. You know, we just take this show on the road, but not very far. Not very far. But yeah, so... uh, Welcome everyone. Hi, how you been? Hey, looking sexy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to. Be I hope all of you processed our last three episodes with a lot of self love towards the end of the series. Really appreciate all the great feedback and right. all the comments and all the shout outs from um, much of other podcasters, listeners. We love you. We see you. We thank right. you because it makes us feel like we're doing good work that our voices are being heard and it also helps us to know that you're contributing to that voice. Right. And so um you know, a lot of you mentioned the co Kofi? Kofi? What do you young kids call it? It's K O F I. And then it's like wanna buy me a coffee? Oh, and can then... you explain to us um older folks what these uh what does it mean? Essentially, coffee is like, or how you pronounce it, Kofi. People wanted it to be a way to help support artists, podcasters like us. So I'm just saying, you know, it'd be real swell, you know, if you can, you know, send a little something, a little, uh, you know, um, what, what, what do we call it in our uh, culture again? Ba- bono? Not Bono. Ba- Bayon. Baon? Baon? No. Baon! Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry, y'all. I have been surrounded by a lot of beats. (laughs) This this was a long work day for both of us, but we are still here to serve a new episode and hold space for a lot of our fans who wrote us and filled up our DMs. And so I really want to shout out to Katrina Lavatorio, who I spoke to over the phone and um, really was eager to talk to me and really exchange about our lives. We spent about three hours talking about being Panay and... um, she said that the podcast got her through a tough time, so um, thank you for really being vulnerable and sharing that. I also really was moved by Little Miss Recluse's letter, and this is Rose's first time hearing it. So um, here it goes. I am going to maybe scream and cry. <laughs> <laughs> so it, uh, Little Miss Recluse wrote, Hey, so I just finished Pam and Daughters of Immigrants, and I'm living for this podcast. I only recently fully embraced my Filipino heritage because I've been living in Nebraska. Ew. She wrote that. <laughs> Not <Ew>. me. <laughs> so it has... It was always really isolating to be a brown girl, especially an Asian one. Um, being able to hear similarities from you two and your guests fills me with so much peace. Listening to Daughters of Immigrants alone had me wanting to laugh and cry at the same time because I'm also a Bunso and only girl. My mom completely threw away her identity for an American one, but still utilized her brutal Filipina tactics to break the indigenous spirit in me. For a long time, there was hate for her, and now I'm so sad that she completely let go of her Filipina identity to live here in the corn state. <laughs> Even now, as I explore my Visayan history or identify as Panay, she, think it's com- she thinks it's coming from an attention-grabbing perspective that I just want to be different. Maybe you can both empathize, but there was no deeper pain than being the wild Baibailan children and having your own mother cut those roots due to the colonialism we suffered from the Spanish and Americans. I'm so glad for your podcast, and it feels like home to me as a Philan, rediscovering her true nature. Brujas for the win. 
How do you feel, Rose? That was so beautiful. Okay, sorry. I'm like, I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, yeah, the fact what that the y'all, fuck? y'all write letters is like really like, you know, we don't do this for anyone but our community. So, um, thank you for sharing that with us, little Mr. Coos, and anyone else who's willing to write a letter. You know, I know not all of us can fly down here to be on this podcast, and or. Um, you know, just even have a means to be with us, but your letters mean a lot. And I just have to say, Katrina, like, I... Oh, this is a Little Miss Recluse. Little Miss Recluse. Her name's Katrina. Oh, this yeah. is another fan. Oh, I am sorry. Damn. What? <laughs> Don't worry, we're going to get through this. Okay, so, not you, Katrina. Not you. You you, you good, okay? <laughs> but Little Miss Recluse, I need... I'm going to look you up after this, and I'm going to hit you up, and then I go, I'm going to mention this, and you're going to be like, oh, and I'm going to be like, eh! No, really, I just, Little Miss Recluse, I just have to say this, I feel you, because the same reaction was coming from my own mother Mm -hmm. when I started questioning more about her background, the culture, what it meant to be, you know, even a bonso or like like these family values. And I feel like I have mentioned this in my last podcast, like in like the last couple of episodes before, that my mom once told me that I want to understand like what it means to be Filipino when it came to like a situation coming from one of my family overseas. When right. You, and like just like that one instance where she told me like, oh, Ross, like you, you're an American, you wouldn't understand, you know? Right. So that I'm already cut off. And not only that, she, like uh, this not being able to know the language as well as I wish I could, you know, just yeah. only snippets. I wouldn't even say I would call it Tagalish for me personally yeah. at this point, but I understand what it means to feel cut off and wanting to explore that identity and then having to feel like not admonished, but also, but like, you know, like um, being put in vain in the sense that right. like, like this effort of me trying to understand my background is me trying to grab something, an attention. And sometimes some people would even tell me is like, are you grabbing for something that isn't yours really, you know, to yeah. claim because you're american or whatever it's it's it makes me sad but also really glad we're able to connect by trying to retrace our roots um it does the the statement alone like that we're trying to grab attention you know like my family does not listen to this podcast neither does mine they do not <laughs> i don't want them to um and i, I want them to but I, I don't want right them to. <laughs> i feel the exact same way and if they do stumble upon it maybe they um could have listened to me all these years you know this <laughs> maybe is- <laughs> you could have said something before like i said on this podcast <laughs> by the way rachel i love you if you are listening my sister my mom i love you please don't kill me <laughs> right i'm already dead my parents just be on me anyway so moving on we want to you know we want to do a check-in that the last series was really heavy and I don't want us to keep processing really heavy things although we are talking about gossip um, the themes of gossip in our um, we're scratching the surface of gossip in our community but you know we need to do a summer check-in because um, we're running a great podcast thanks to all of you listeners but um, we're doing a lot we're doing the most here in Las Vegas go ahead Rose what's Uh, new with you right now I am a so basically uh, in my school district here in Nevada we have a shortage in you know like you know teachers for right. course subjects like English math um, reading etc and so uh, my old high school like uh, had an availability I took it up um, but I'm not a certified teacher mm-hmm. so but I'm also basically working as a full-time teacher without the full certification 
but I do have a license as a substitute. Nice. I can teach it. However, I'm not getting the same benefits. Right. I am working long hours. I'm staying after work. Yeah, still. we are at our work now. <laughs> we're, we're, I'm technically at work, but I'm not getting paid for these hours that I'm here. Right. I'm not getting paid for buying, like, you know, like items and other things right and like other people are like well that's just how it is blah 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 it's like no 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 no. this is another form of colonization right <laughs> but it's like just another way in which you know people in a certain class especially uh for me i like i don't know if we've talked about this before but right. a, a new term i've heard is first generation professionals Ooh, i never heard and that and so basically what i and i learned this from my friend mariana in which you Hey-o. know like um a lot of us uh especially if you're coming from an immigrant background like end up learning this new curriculum the secret curriculum called first generational generational professional like you're the first one in your family to go through these like you know bouts of like learning workplace politics office like managing so like mm. probably going through stem fields of like or like when i say stem like you know science technology engineering mathematics kind of like jobs even healthcare is still considered like a professional like you know uh area obviously right and just like in going those areas you're learning certain like you know ways of communication like you know the politics of how the ins and outs even like you know favoritism and also like like it becomes a big thing right so you see these parallels (laughs) and so for me personally like I've had to like really get into gear like in terms of like I have to have the level knowledge and skill of a certified teacher you know, and I like, which I I think I'm good to go. Yeah. However, what sucks is that I'm not getting paid or like you know being compensated at that level. But know? also, it makes me really think. You know, tangents. Um, <laughs> it makes me think about how many loops our teachers have to go through getting into the profession profession after the profession. And a lot of you who listen to the podcast are teachers in your districts, mm-hmm. and probably have a lot to say on this. Um, and it helps me hear know about. We're actually outsourcing a lot of Filipino teachers Ooh. from the Philippines in our city. Yeah, and you know what? There's actually one of my coworkers. They're from Manila. You know, like they're new here at my school. Time to make friends. And they've only been here for a month. And they're expected to learn all the ins and outs of the school district wow. here. And so, like, I, I felt kind of bad for her. She's such a sweetheart. Yeah, you know? I, I, I hear it's really different, the learning culture over there, in terms of, like, kind of super-duper respect for the teachers. And I had another colleague tell me how um, he has noticed that some Filipino teachers from Philippines are suffering out here because they have not been culturally conditioned to, like, handle this workload in terms of, like, just the dynamics of our students is very different and even worse i hear sometimes like they're not being compensated at the same Mm -hmm. rate that our special education teachers it's real and so again this is historically labor um the industry of labor from Mm -hmm. our country nurses farmers teachers and just plain exploitation at the end of the day (laughs) that's the theme that's the tea that we have to give you speaking of tea we um oh wait a little a little i always forget about me this is a default gene mode forget about gene like even today i had to write a newsletter about myself and i was like oh this is kind of weird but i'm getting through it i'm working through my own self-pride and so i am also being an educator at the art department level at unlv i'm going to be a part-time instructor i do not have a doctorate in case you're like how the hell did gene get through this i don't even have a master's i am straight up bachelor's um (laughs) but i have been in the field of independent publishing and they really and i make illustration learning really accessible to all those who want to learn um pro bono work sometimes most days mostly Um, so it has been kind of you know, on the other end of the spectrum, I have always worked with 
the least amount of resources. So to have librarians really help me or a department chair who really cares about me and a big size classroom, I'm like, what? I don't know what this feeling means. So um, I, I do think for, I'm thankful for this new position. Am I a little wary? Yeah, because I plan sure. to inject um, queer-based comics and people of color content into it as the infiltrator that is classically Jean. So um, my students, watch out. I'm coming for you. I'm so excited for you. I know. To TJ. To agendas. <laughs> to agendas. <laughs> All <laughs> right. <Thank you>. Okay. <laughs> so we are on gossip. That's the tea. Hoy chismosas. Hoy chismosas. So we have um, tea, as they would say. <laughs> so gossip, eh? This is kind of um, it's. It's a heavy and light topic, I think. Um, so one of the first questions we have for the podcast is, how does, this, how does the culture of gossip affect our communities abroad? And I guess here within the United States. You got a take on that, Rose? I feel like when we think about how we gossip and how we uh, say things, it's like how we hype up the American dream also. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, in America. like you When know, you make making, this much. Make this, and you're doing so well. But it's like they don't tell you about the long work hours. They don't tell you about being exploited by coworkers, nor like like the racial or sexual injustice that happens in like hospitals, really. Yeah. It's, but it's like, again, in the context of the Philippines, you're thinking of modes of survival, you know? Right. Like And like, okay, like, if I get through this, like, I can go ahead and make better money in the Philippines so I can provide by my family back home, you know? Ooh. So, like, it's, it's a weird struggle that happens. But there, it's, like, right? almost like, it's, like, dual, it's almost like, okay, so I feel <laughs> like sometimes yeah. we hype ourselves, but we also hide our pain, right, by just trying to to hype ourselves? Does that make sense? Like, like, let's say you're not making enough money to send back to the Philippines, but you're just like, well, the narrative that is placed upon you, Rose or me, who live here in the United States, well, automatically you must be making better or more so, you know, it is owed, mm-hmm. you know. And I feel like once that, like, kind of information, quote-unquote, information travels, it gets construed in, like, you know, in translation, in terms of, like, when I say translation, being passed along, being right. distributed along, and even twisted in some points, maybe not necessarily for gain, but also for like having the upper end on someone saying, "Well, my daughter or is a nurse." Yeah, in, uh, blah blah blah. In Do you think that hurts relationships, or you know, creates faux re- faux or fake relationships? Because it's like I would say both. Yeah, you know, because like it's you know here in America when we say it's all politics, you know that's the same thing when we talk about social social interactions with one another, right? Yeah. So when we interact with one another, we are performing in some sense, like, Aww. you know, po- like... That's the, a like, real word, performing you know, about, you know? Performing, you know? And, like, that's something, like, it's also a way to survive socially, because right. you also have to think about social deaths that end up happening in the workplace, outside the workplace, within the families. It's just the... It's just the context. It's just institution that you are in. But those those barriers will always be there, no matter how invisible they may be. Right. I mean, like, you know, uh, between colleagues, it's like, oh, do you know who bought the house with their utang, right? Their, you know what I mean? And it's like, why do you know that? And why do you share that information about somebody's particular economics struggle or status? Like, is that really any of your business? But that's something that is, like so fluid in our thing in our community to say or topics of discussion because you, uh, most people probably would view that as passive aggressive in the american context right but mm. like you know as some of us know in our community it's a way of like just not 
being aggressive, but they see it as a way of trying to uh, uplift one another. That's right. what my mom would say. <laughs> like, every How time ironic, I, Every time I get on her about my weight or something, or yeah. when it comes to, like, oh, when she's talking about someone else, I'm just like, Mom, why do you have to put them down? Like, Ooh, they're struggling. But they don't like that. They don't, you know? because they're, like, they're just, just, I'm just saying, yes. Jocelyn. They say, I'm, I'm like, just oh, saying. Gosh. And it's not, I'm just saying, like, you know, I'll just be like my, like, some relative will come back from the Philippines and they'll be like, oh, you know who's heavy now? Exactly! I'm like, and what about it? Is that your business? <laughs> or like, you know, and it makes me think too, like, if I'm sitting at a party and it's just like, oh, like, look at you, you know, you're so big now. Like, why do we comment about weight and why do we distribute that information? Like, kind of relating back to what we said before, right. it's a coercion type of thing too, right. you know? So, but at the same time, why say that information at all? Right. Are you really there... It, is that well-meaning? Like, is is it, or that should be something you keep to yourself? You so, know? that's a good that's a good question because sometimes I hear it's like, oh, I'm not being cruel. I'm being <sighs> I'm being honest. I'm being honest, Rosalyn. Okay, listen, anak nam pucha. It just escalated. It just it, it, that's the thing. Yo, it they does start, escalate. It starts small. <laughs> starts fucking small. It does. And then all of a sudden you're yelling in the middle of Seafood City about like Yo. why you need to not like This is and then it's on you because like I was just like I went to go decompress after I got back into town. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just gonna sit at this cafe real quiet. So my family calls me, I won't identify who. They call <laughs> me up. They just like how you know, how's it going? And they wanna know about what happened on my trip and with people I reconnected with and what's the just just miss on them and I'm just kind of like it escalated it escalated to a point and I was like whoa whoa I had to take a step back and be like I was just trying to enjoy my afternoon this quiet afternoon not trying to meddle in some negativity but like it like then they thought I was overreacting because I tried to sidestep out of it like it's a loser situation (laughs) but it's also undermining what you do like you know because people I feel like that also is an accountability thing at the end Mm. right so it's just like well, it's not my fault that they started it's acting that way right after. It's like, right? So it's just like, it's like, why are you overreacting? You know, or like, why? Like, I don't understand why you're overreacting. And it's just like, because you're being a jerk. And so like, it was like, well, I'm just trying to help them. And also like, let's say things do escalate because of that one rumor or because of the, the chismas going on. And then it's like, well, I didn't mean it. You know, it's like, it's like so it's always a fallback. It always feels like it's fail safe so that way you don't have to feel guilty and really have to think constructionally about how you're criticizing someone because yes criticism can be like good for you it's about self-improvement blah 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 we understand that yeah but there's also other ways in which you can present that it's a tone rather than just casual like so why'd you gain so much weight yeah (laughs) so um like why do you only make this much and then say my goddamn income talk about segue (laughs) (laughs) hella segues um so like what you're saying we kind of have a love-hate relationship with gossip you know because gossip is a way of getting information quickly to our family members but really it's a sometimes when you're the one in the line of fire, you have a hateful relationship within. So, um, how do we see this in our home, and how does this inf- affect us internally, Rose? Well, like I said before, with my mom and I, like she'll just talk workplace gossip all the time, which is not something unknown, right? Or like sorry, processing. Yeah, or... and it's like for her to yeah process all of like what happened in a day, what's going on, but also be like at least my like like for example. 
my mom will go on a whole debating war with one of my uh, aunties at work, right? Oh, and boy. they're Filipina too. And they would come, because like she has two daughters around the same age as me and my sister. Right. And so it becomes a competition of daughters I'm when, tired. They, when they're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're tired. like, and they're Mostly. like, like already tired. And my mom will be like, you know what she said this time about her daughter? And I told her about you and that you're working, you're going Fun. to school. And then you're, you're like, like, I didn't ask to be in this fight right. And then it becomes a whole like, you know, like a, like competition of the best one Ugh. and i feel like that's the underlying thing too so they're putting you two against each other even if you've never had contact yeah and well actually they're, they're family friend but they always have this thing about fighting with us you know so yeah. it's just this underlying i feel like that's part of the like the chismas right right is that you have this underlying thing in and out of the home and it comes in the home so my mom will bring that from work and then bring it in the home and then like it like of course, my mom seeks my support in that sense, right? right? And so I'm just like I, as like I listen, I give feedback, and I have I'm being very constructive about how I give that feedback. Way to be disengaged. That's really hard because you know? sometimes you get triggered and you're in it too. You're like real knee deep. In. Well, for me, like I sometimes get real knee deep in it. Like I'll be like, fine, you know, I'm disengaged, just listening for information. Like some relative will ask me to fish for information. Like you know what? I don't really keep in touch with so and so, right? Fishing, for fishing, and I'm just like I don't know anything, and yes. then they'll continue to tell me what they already know that they were hoping that I would say, and I'm just like, why do we even bother asking me? But they wanted somebody who is willing to engage and like perpetuate the negativity in this so-called news about an individual, and it is tiring. I mean, look at the culture we're in right now, like the whole like call-out culture, YouTube culture, like rumor, like people love drama, you know, and that transcends, you know, with like all. All this influencer bullshit and I think that just also just relates to like you know is this community or human nature to do this right and that's too. a good question but also like with this gossip right whether it's true or not I don't think that we are equipped for the research skills it's not like we look at Google or ask the person directly that is being shit talked about and we just keep passing along information that is really harmful you know what I mean like whether somebody is cheating on somebody whether someone has utang or um you know what I mean like it just it's it hurts me because it's like at some point it really affected me when I was a teenager like I you know even though I was a really liked teenager peer whatever like it made me feel like I was interesting right because I never had to talk about my flaws you know I would just talk about what's happening in that friend group or this friend group and it was normal it was normal to talk shit right I would be nice to their face five minutes ago and I'm really calling myself out like but then I would shit talk right because it just kept the my flaws unseen right nobody is spotlighting how shitty I am and I got away with that so much and you know when I think about it at the end of the day I would be like man I feel really shitty now I don't know why and it's because yeah. I just perpetuated and engaged in negativity all the time it just sucks even if you are an awesome person like you know be mindful of the tea that you spill you say you just missed about me jean <laughs> what you talking about like, like i mean like you know she's really calling herself out let me check yeah check I'm if like, I'm in do I, who do i got a contact <laughs> on my list to be like so what you, is jean shit talking about? <laughs> so um how do we break these cycles of gossip do you have any solutions i mean we're really so we were always still knee deep in the issues that we ask about when it comes to solutions i think what happens is when they happen you know that's the only time that you can really start breaking through them or because the other thing is like some people say like don't participate you know and it's like obviously if i don't participate but other people who are, are, are perpetuating or like continuing the cycle are going to keep doing it until intervened 
you know so I think when these conversations happen is like you know one healthy way to go about it is kind of start questioning them about Mm. it it's like so why are we talking about it you know like why is that important you know like well, how do you think they would feel if that, like, you know, how would you feel? Like, it's, again, trying to kind of flip the script in a way. That's um, awesome. Trying to empathize, like, with the person that they may, quote-unquote, shit-talk, you know, or, like, you Even know, with criticize. the tone you're using is very powerful. Because, See the tone I'm using right yeah. now? It's like, well, you know, how would you feel if you were working two jobs, you know, mm-hmm. auntie? And, you right. know, like, do you think you can manage... Do you think you can do, the, uh, like, you know, work on, like, this immigration stuff as well as, you know, work on school stuff? You know, Can you do that? Like, yeah. so it's a lot of, like, having to <coughs> appeal in a way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. appeal to, like, you know, being, like, I'm not going to slap you. It's kind of like using the same method, like, I'm not trying to criticize them or, like, you know, like, be yeah. mean or cruel. You know, like, me too. I'm like, well, well, what do you mean? And then yeah. they're like... Well, then they get stumped when you kind of ask them, right. well, how would you feel if you were them? Um, that's a really great method. Another method I use is just being a conversational segue person. Like, you know, when they start talking really negative about somebody or what they're doing and how they're a lesser person, I'm just like, so, you know, how, how are you doing? How are you? Like, making centering the person who's starting to engage in this negativity. Another thing, just real cash, like the weather or just like, you know, imparting something that that I've learned and it's really hard because we're asking a generation who doesn't really have the you know this has been conditioned to normalize gossip and um, this is it's hard to bring a new way of talking but I think in small ways and small conversations it's possible Um, but it can be tiring there can be kind of a compassion fatigue or like a fatigue of always absorbing all this gossip that your mom says because it's always unresolved it being passive aggressive it's a very non-confrontational right filipinos are not confronting it just is better to shit talk move on continue to shit talk because it's just still problematic what do you think about that i mean people in a way like, because there's a difference between something conditioned, something that, you know, is perpetuated, and something that people enjoy, you mm, know? Good point. It's like, um, even in certain circles, like, if we were to go talk about how people love, um, you know, being rude, you know, just to be rude, you know? Like, people, like, what was that quote in Batman, like, where it says, like, some people just like to watch the world burn. Oh, yeah. You know, they don't really want anything to do, like, but I'm like... I don't think people are that sadistic, but in a way, it's kind of like a form of being sadistic, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that is. It's kind of like, it's really like enjoying kind of somebody that you make more money than, or, you know, you have a better profession than, and they're like... At the end of the day, it's like trying to make yourself feel better from someone else's failure. Yeah. You know, it's like that weird uplifting of you from someone else, like, struggling, which is not good yeah you know and I feel like people do that all the time when it comes to like charity work you know right. quote unquote like some people will just be in a charity just be like yeah. like a hero complex kind of I hero complex that's the one or thing. what we say in our yeah. culture um, and we'll touch that up on maybe a future episode is the crab mentality right like uh, yes. I gotta be the only one the highlander of the group you know um, and, and it goes in conversation yeah there's a lot around this so um, if you any of you want to share your solutions in trying to get past gossip or trying to amend it we are here and ready to listen um, so we're gonna close up this episode um, and hopefully 
continue to create meaningful relationships with all of you. I mean, we will continue this on because this is a subject that's kind of underlying. It's mm. like the subtext behind, behind the subtext, you know? Right. It's a condition conditioning thing that continues to happen for everyone and may happen in your workplace. And you may even, like, do it unintentionally. Yeah, and, like, that's consciously. So, like, maybe kind of sit with yourselves yeah. on that. Take you inventory know? of your... Take um, inventory. <laughs> you know, like, take a moment to think about that and then, like, reflect and then see how maybe this is affecting how you navigate your world. Yeah. If it's something you need That's to real. do to navigate, too. Right. That's the other part. So, this is Bruja Patty signing off. This is Jean and this is Panay Podcast. To magically disappoint, disappoint your parents.